All right, welcome back, everyone, to a uh, brand new and very special uh, microblog, might I add, for uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Uh, I, am, I, of course, am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, Ivarwin, and it is great to have you here, but uh, we also have um, a, uh, a guest today uh, on the microblog. I wanted to welcome uh, Elder Scrolls Online YouTube content creator and streamer Zynode. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, no problem. So, um, Zynode and I are, are part of the uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Online uh, official uh, stream team. And uh, we kind of like, you know, spoke to each other uh, through through channels that way. And, um, you know, I was, I was looking to sort of uh, chat with someone who who's really able to kind of bring some information about the brand new uh, race balance changes that are coming as of update 21, which is Wrathstone uh, to the game. It's up on PTS now, right? Yes, yes, it is. And um, you've been playing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, I can, and, and you know, most of my my listeners are kind of used to this from me. Um, I'll present the information and I'll you know dive a little bit into like you know what I think about it, but a lot of this deals with percentages and restoring this and based <laughs> on that. And I'm just looking at this. I'm like, bro, I suck at math. You know, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, but before uh, we get into any of that exciting stuff, um, I just want to let you know that you guys can. Um, uh, you could follow Zynode on um, on uh, on YouTube at uh, uh, Zynode. Is it Zynode Gaming on YouTube? Yeah. On YouTube it is. Yeah, Zynode Gaming on YouTube. Right, and that's that's X Y N O D E, not not with a Z. It's X Y. Correct. Yeah. So, and uh, he's got some really great information there. Really good videos. He does um, his his Twitch stuff makes its way onto there as well. Um, but he's also got. Um, um, uh, all about mechanics, which helps you go through uh, through bosses uh, and, and dungeons. Some ESO builds as well. Um, and he's also on Twitch as well at uh, twitch.tv slash Zynode, X-Y-N-O-D-E. You can follow him on Twitter at the same place. Um, I, I could I could talk all about it, Zynode, but ultimately, <laughs> uh, why don't you tell us you know a little bit about what you do on Twitch, YouTube, you know what makes the Patreon so special as well. Okay. Uh, YouTube is mostly guides, so we're talking uh, build videos and stuff like that, but uh, right. build videos and dungeon guides. The All About Mechanics series is every single dungeon from the first one you enter up until current, which we're a little bit behind. We've got a couple more to do. Really thorough in, stuff, in by order. the way. Like, he's not the Sorry? kind of... Really thorough stuff, by the way. Like, he's not yeah, the kind of YouTuber you. that's like, 10 minutes and that's it, shut it down. Like, Mm-mm. he goes through the whole no, thing. No. <laughs> yeah, they're very, they're very detailed. Every single dungeon mechanics video has got all the mechanics for each dungeon explaining how all the bosses go and a method that you could use because there's several um to defeat the bosses if you haven't done them before Mm -hmm. just a way to teach you how to do it the build videos are about ways to create stuff your own kind of unique way a a certain way to play or other ways that haven't necessarily been explored but all still very viable in terms of um their use in game so if it's a dps for example it's not just full out glass cannon although it can perform very very well in all content but at the same time it's got survival it's got sustain and there's lots of different ways to make things in the game there's there's countless ways to make things so i show you different ways rather than the traditional uh copy and paste stuff because there's a lot of that going on yeah so i'll tell you this i'm going to be diving into your uh your uh, falkreath dungeon 
guide in Bloodroot Forge because <laughs> he's got he's got the brand new stuff on here too. Like, well, you know, pretty pretty up to date stuff um, as far as you know, Falk Wreath and and Bloodroot Forge and um, yeah, Fanglair's coming next. Yeah, it's good. What's that? Fanglair is coming next. Uh, I'll be looking for. I already subscribed, and if you subscribe to his YouTube channel, just make sure you hit that bell, guys, so you get notifications as well. Thank you. Uh huh. Um, and so, so yeah, we've got those, and then the Twitch channel is. I now stream on Twitch. I used to stream on YouTube, but now I stream on Twitch. So you content YouTube, streaming on Twitch, which is okay. every day, unless unless I get hit by the sofa boss. <laughs> <laughs> I got hit by the sofa boss hard before this uh, mm-hmm. this, this podcast. I came home from work like dog tired. I'm like, oh, I need a nap. <laughs> Don't eat on the sofa. If you sit down eating on the sofa, as soon as that plate goes down, you're done. Oh, you're done. You're done. Yep. <laughs> um, and then, uh, okay, just one last thing. Um, I got to ask you, what's what's going on with the Patreon? Because it looks a bit unique to me. Patreon is um, split up into several categories. Um, so the Discord is very private, basically, because I know open ones sometimes get a little bit of trouble. People coming in and saying what they think and doesn't always works everybody's favor so it's it's secure and it's basically for supporters of the channel that want to help support the channel outside of the actual free side of it so you have access to discord in one respect then you've got another channel where people can get information on builds that are not out yet so stuff that's not published also there's early access for videos so if you're one of those that likes the builds and you want to see stuff a couple days before everybody else you can and then there's another kind of there's two tiers about this but there's a higher tier where you can have a one-to-one session with myself so for an hour you basically do whatever you want you can play dungeons you can chill out i can help you with your builds all that kind of stuff even just iron out bits and pieces you might not be sure of and then there's a stream takeover one where people actually interact inside the stream the whole time and they decide what i do on it i don't mean dance with a dress on i mean (laughs) um if i get forced to do fishing for three hours so be it it's up to you it's your choice if you oh. want me to run into cyrodiil with no armor on and just run into reds that's up oh. to you if you oh. want to do dungeons and stuff and have fun or whatever it's entirely up to you there's, there's oh. stuff like that so it's very in-depth and lots of different perks and stuff but a lot of my time is spent um helping people on there as well man you really so, subject yourself to some pain on that one don't you yes yes i do <laughs> <laughs> Well, go. sometimes people are nice about it, but other times they're like, hmm, we're going to get you killed. Yeah, we're nice. going gonna to rain the pain <laughs> down on poor Zynode today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, um, everyone, please uh, go go follow him um, on, on Twitch, on uh, on um, on YouTube as well. If you follow him there, you know, make sure you uh, hit the bell for notifications. And, of course, on Patreon, if you can, support this guy. He's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a starving YouTuber trying to fight that couch boss. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, let us get ourselves involved in uh, probably some of the most exciting news, um, maybe for just myself. I, I don't know. I'm excited about about the prospect of, of what maybe some of these racial changes could mean. Um, and, and we're going to get into it class by class. Um, but I think one of the first questions that I, I was asking myself is, uh, why is us why? Like, why even bother? Um, they've got four reasons here that they highlight. We're getting this information from um, the uh, the forums, the combat and character mechanics, upcoming racial balance changes for update 21. And they highlight four reasons under, under the problem space here. Reason number one as to why they're doing this right now is a lack of effective options in picking your race slash class combination. Uh, number two. Many racial bonuses do not have universal applicability. Number three, 
Not every race provides a completely unique gameplay element. And the final one, number four, some races provide far more mathematical combat power than others. Um, without uh, diving too much into some of that, um, Zaina, what, what do you think about these these uh, four points here? Do you generally agree, disagree? Yes, yes I do. <clears throat> There's, um, you got, I would put it into probably two sides of it, um, although they split it up into four quite well. Basically, the game was sold as play your own way, so it yeah. would be nice to have some kind of a choice where you can play whatever race you want and still be effective in multiple different areas rather than just if you pick this, um, you can only do this and and the other ways around as well. And the second point is very close to the first, and that's you are kind of not always, but sometimes pigeonholed into deliberately choosing something that you might not cosmetically like to have, if you know what I mean. You can't always make things work how you want to at the same time as looking how you want and elder scrolls online is massive about fashion everything is about looking awesome oh, yeah. and if you oh, want yeah. to be a cat you can be a tank you can be a healer you can do dps and all the rest of it but some of it is limited in terms of optimization and some people want to kind of push optimization at the same time as looking cool so it's it's down to choice and whether you get anything from it right at the same time so i mean they are slightly two points although it kind of goes into one it's all the same thing really and i think their overhaul of the races is pushing towards that area of choice but also that area of balance as well where some of them are concerned so they have stuck with some of the unique aspects of races where they do have uh law behind them and they are certain ways they have certain traits um but also they haven't gone too far with the majority of them so that you can't um not play a certain way with something even though it's technically designed for something else so if something's really tanky you could probably still heal a dps with it and still be quite effective whereas before it was more that race isn't going to work for that do you know what i mean that kind yeah. of stuff oh no i 100 I, I mean without really being able to give like you know a specific example without making myself look stupid um i have like in the past as i'm because I've been, I mean, I mean, you're 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 a you're like a generation one player for ESO, right? You've been playing since 2014. Yeah, yeah, I had beta on PC, and I play on six different platforms, uh, six different servers now. Uh, six or oh, is it just six? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I main on PS4 EU. Um, damn. Okay. Uh, so I, I mean, at the very beginning, we all remember how how different the game was back then. Mm -hmm. I remember looking yep. at some of my 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 options for this. And I remember thinking like, hmm radically different than this other race you know i feel like this is more geared toward i think if it one instance i was like wow that specific thing for this specific race is kind of like pvp ish yeah it felt point. like that to start with yeah it did yeah um all right so i'm not crazy <laughs> thank god no i mean not not in this instance <laughs> uh so i could definitely see for sure like you know uh mixing things up a little bit to provide what they're hi highlighting here um all right Let's let's get into it. Uh, mm -hmm. First off is is High Elf. Now they haven't changed anything um, with increasing experience gain for destruction staff, and as far as I can tell, for all the races, that first bit there, that first uh, racial passive, they're actually not they're all changing. The same. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. All okay. the base ones where you gain experience through a weapon skill line, or you have like swimming speed for Arconian. In fact, there's loads of different ones like that where they all have the base passive, which you don't have to pay for. That actually comes as default. All of those are exactly the same, so you still keep those. All right. So just to just for time purposes, 
And to caveat, we're not actually going to touch that first bit anymore. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? We're just, you know, it's all that, that first bit for each race is going to be the same still. So no worries about Correct. that. Let's get into spell charge, though. Spell charge, 9% magicka recovery is going to mm -hmm. go to, they're changing it to, spell recharge. <laughs> <laughs> You're not used to me yet. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, restore 575 magicka or stamina based on whichever is higher. After activating a class ability, this effect can occur once every six seconds. Reduces damage taken by 5% while you're using an ability with a cast or channel time. Mm -hmm. Next one, Gift of Magnus. They've got 10% max magicka. Now that's going to change to uh, Cerebane's Boon, which just increases your max magicka by 2,000. And the final one, Elemental Talent. 4% Fire Shock Ice Damage. They're changing that to increases your spell damage by 258. So uh, let me turn it over to Zynode on this. What's some of your hot take on that? Well, first of all, the High Elf is renowned for being extremely powerful for magic-based characters. So that was the, the kind of offset and aim for that to start with. But it was too pigeonholed in some respects because unless it was fire-based, like the Dark Elf, before yeah um pretty much everyone was picking high elf for magic or else so the first passive where you get magic back for using a class ability that uses magic if you've got loads and loads of magic on your pool or the other one using stamina if you've got loads of the stamina in your pool whichever one's the highest this kind of does give you an option to balance your resources based on which one you've got rather than just be mag recovery which is what you used to have before so, I mean, there still possibly might not be that many stamina DPSs using the High Elf, but if they did, they would benefit from using class abilities, so they would get stamina back. Failing that, if they were a tank type and they had a higher stam pool, they could benefit from that passive as well by using their own abilities and getting that back. So that would be quite nice. And there's a lot of Sork tanks out there as well. So this does allow you to have that race as that role, whereas before you probably wouldn't have. Some do for the recovery, um, but now you've got the option of trying to tip in the scales per resources to which one you want to get back. Um, it's still pushed quite heavily into Magicka, obviously, because you've got the 2k on top of your flat sure. stats, and yeah. then you've also got the spell damage increase. But the first passive is definitely a little bit more um, choice or pushing towards a little bit more hybrid types. And also you've got the 5%, which when you're using a cast time or challenge ability, you actually have some defense. That never used to be part of the high elf. It never had that little defense bonus or anything like that. So again, I think towards more magic or dps but also possibly towards more tanky sides of things as well which would be quite interesting to see i, I can see, see what they've done with the percentages that they did that on purpose and that was yeah. noted up I above see. and uh mm -hmm. they've gone a bit high with it with a flat but they haven't had the percentages because we're getting way too much to stack up with with previous bonuses and stuff on top of each other but um it's pretty good i mean it is aimed at magic or dps still of course because that's their role in the law they are supposed to be that way inclined but there is a choice for altering custom builds, if you like, or a personal way of play. There is still that element there. So that's not too bad. Okay. Um, I see that line there. Reduces damage taken by 5% while you're using an ability with a cast or channel time. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely see that being, like, you know, defensively oriented for, like, healers. Um, there is that. Um, a lot of them are spammy. 
so maybe not so much. But there is a heal that does. That's the Sigic Order one. That that is channeled. That would work for that. Yes, you're right. Um, and also a lot of people use uh, Vampire, use an Invigorating Drain to get Ultimate back if they're on a tank or something like that, or maybe even PvP. Um, and that is a channel time ability as well. So that would benefit you at that point in time to take less damage while your shield is down. So that's also quite nice as well. Whenever I see percentages going to flat numbers, mm-hmm. I I always have this this visceral reaction of that's a nerf. Not necessarily. Right, and and I, I kind of was hoping maybe you could um, explain to myself and and you know the listeners how going from ten percent max magica to just a flat two k increase and four percent you know, elemental damage, we'll call it, to just a flat 258 spell damage increase. Is that, is that, because um, to me that, that says that's a nerf. Um, in your, in your opinion, how, how is, is that, <laughs> is that a nerf? Is that not a nerf? What, what? It's not exactly a nerf. It's an alteration for balance. Basically, if you have lots of percentage stack and effects, depending on whether it's base stat or resist, they are different. Um, you can stack and stack and stack and get a stupid amount. Whereas if it's flat, I mean, you're not limited, but you won't overshadow every other race in the game by stacking percentages on your max resources. Um, there's a lot of things in the game that are multiplicative. So the more you stack percentage-wise, the less you get per bonus, which defense does work that way a lot, especially with resistances um, versus mitigation effects. But stack, stat-based percentages can go up and up and up and up, and they get ridiculous. So, for example, if you've got like 45k max magicka and you add just a, just a couple percent here and there from X amount of um, skills, you can get that to 50 in no time. It's really, really easy to do the higher your stats go up. Whereas if you've got a flat base, that's just added on top. You will have other percentage-based bonuses, like Undaunted Passives and stuff like that, which will still contribute overall, but it won't be as heavy with this bonus alongside of it. So it's it's to bring, not necessarily bring it down um, to nerf it, but it's to bring it in line with other classes. So you will have more Magicka on this particular race than perhaps others, but it won't be quite as vastly ahead as what it was before. It's not a massive change overall, but it is kind of a... I bring it back a little bit, we're going too far. Um, same with the okay. spell damage bonus. I mean, spell damage contributes to all types of magical damage, whereas the bonuses before was actually Frost, Shock, and Ice. Now, the Sorcerer had bonuses where you get Lightning bonus and you get Fire bonus and Ice damage and all that kind of stuff. Um, and this, well, they had a, a Lightning actually, but this actually stacked with it. Rather than giving all of your skills a flat bonus, it was that damage type only. So now it's across the board rather than you're fixated on lightning alone. And that would make the high elf overshadow other races for that type of damage, and now it doesn't. Also, this specs into magic damage, which is also kind of the way I can describe it is like an element. You have fire, shock, or ice. The high elf has no magic damage bonus, but now the spell damage does contribute towards that. So any magic-based skills, especially crystal shards and stuff like that, that will now benefit from the spell damage, whereas before it didn't. So mm. it is allowing you to be a high elf as a sorcerer or any other classes and get that bonus for all types of damage rather than just being a sorcerer, which was used a lot. I know Templars use them as a lot as well, but mostly sorcerers were high elves. And it adds a little bit of wiggle room as far as sets and stuff are concerned as well, because before you'd have to stack into an element where now you don't necessarily have to. I see um, Templars uh, basically have, um, instead of like... 
you know, uh, fire, shock, or ice damage. Um, they mm-hmm. have magic damage, essentially. Mm-hmm. Their um, skills are, are magic damage, apart from uh, a couple. Vampire's Bane does right, right. flame damage, and right. their puncture and sweeps, their main spammables and stuff like that, they're magic damage. damage. That That's a damage type, which is misunderstood um, or misexplained a lot of the time. People assume that um so for example the war maiden set it's, it's, it does magic damage and people assume that anything that costs magic works with that set it's false it's anything that does magic damage and obviously that as we can see here on the high elf that wasn't an extra bonus in their passives before but the right. spell damage will contribute to it instead yeah that's kind of my point in bringing that up you know you've got yeah. the spell damage it's, it's increased by 258 um mm-hmm. it, as far as spell damage goes i mean you know last point on on the high elf here is that is that a lot? Is that a lot when considering? Like... It is a fair amount. I mean, it's it's like it's it stacks anyway, but it's like having combat, uh, not combat prayer. It's like having um, spell power cure, pretty much all the time, that you didn't have before. Although we're losing the the element bonus, but we'll kind of meet in the middle somewhere, not too far off. We are now pushing another element that we couldn't have before. So for some builds, especially um, some nightblade based skill uh, abilities and temper abilities, you might actually count this as a bit of a buff. Yeah, that's that's kind of my point because I I I run like strictly Templar. I've got other other you know tunes, but mm-hmm. um, my main my main is a is a is a tanking Templar, and I'm I'm always noticing that you know magic of damage, magic damage, and I see spell damage here, and I'm like, huh, uh, that must in- that that's got to increase, you know, yes. DPS for uh for a Templar with his class abilities. It's about balance. You've got two different resources if you're going to go magic DPS. You've got your maximum pool for your magicka, which obviously if you run out, you can't cast anything. But the higher the pool, the more damage you do, or potentially. Spell damage also contributes to that as well. But you have to balance them out. It's no good having no magicka and a massive spell damage number or uh, really low spell damage and a massive magicka pool. You've got to bring them together. You've got to balance them out. All right, let's move on to our scaly friends, uh, the Argonians. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Resourceful. Gain 3% max magicka and restore 4,620 health, magicka, and stamina when you drink a potion. That is going to change to this. Increase your max magicka by 1,000. Restore 3,600 health, magicka, and stamina when you drink a potion. Argonian Resistance is next. Currently, it's at 9% max health and 1,485 poison and disease resistance. That's going to change to increases your max health by 1,000 and your disease resistance by 2,310. And they add this. You are immune to the diseased effect status. Wow. Wow. And then the final one here is Quick to Mend. Currently, it sits at 5% healing done and received, which changes to Life Mender. Increases your <laughs> healing... <laughs> Sorry. Increases your healing done by 4%. All right. Uh, this seems like we've got quite a bit to uh, uh, um, unpack here. Yes. This, is, this, is, this, this, this looks good. This is quite possibly one of the reasons why they change races and stuff anyway. Because if something is being overused mm-hmm. or overpopular, that defeats the idea of choice, which the game was originally sold on. So things have to be brought back in line. That potion passive there is is very, very strong. Any potion that you take, any potion, will fill those resources. So 
I mean, you can make potion cooldowns be faster, but generally they're 45 seconds. Every 45 seconds, you're getting a heal and loads of resources back at once. If you're using a tripod, which is all three resources, that does also stack of it, and you can fill your buzz very, very quickly. And that can be extremely powerful in both PvE and PvP. And it was... I don't know whether it's necessarily the case that it was overperforming, but it was definitely overused. So you had to try and bring that back a bit. So this is a reduction, but I honestly don't think it's enough. It's it's good that they've noticed it and they are bringing it back a bit, but I still yeah. think it's a little too high because it's still going to be bloody strong. <laughs> yeah, I could sort of but, see that. I mean, you're instead of restoring four thousand six hundred and twenty, you're restoring yeah. three thousand six hundred health magic, which is stuff. still a lot, right? And then you're still getting the increase of magic by a thousand. You are a thousand magic is quite a bit, especially when you stack bonuses from your sets yeah. and your original passives. Um, I think it was, I won't go too far into one of the other races, but there was like a 600 bonus on health. No, standard bonuses from um, Undaunted and stuff like that actually pushed that to around sort of 900 to almost 1,000. So if you have 1,000 extra magic, depending on how big your pool is already and your bonuses from your passives as well and your gear, this could actually count up to be quite a significant amount of magicka anyway. So that 3% loss and then the 1k back it's not far off it's very very close so we're still in the safe area and that means that when we have stack on bonuses the same as the the high elf as well it won't be quite so high in comparison to before but that potion passive is still really strong i i don't think nerf is quite the word for it because i think it's still going to be a little overused yeah but i'm glad they've reduced it to some extent okay um the poison and disease one that does make sense because that was uh, a bonus that you had both on this race and the wood elf they don't both need the same one. So what they've done there is they've taken the, po the poison away. You're no longer uh, resistant to poison and you're no longer um, immune to the poison status effects. Instead, you've just got disease, mm -hmm. which in my opinion is okay. That's a very unique passive. The Argonian is resistant to that type. They had to push it up a little bit because we've lost a whole resistance bonus, but it's not a massive, massive boost. Although it is one to some effect anyway. So in PvP or sometimes certain PvE elements, any nasty hits that you receive from disease will be reduced a little more than they used to and then obviously you're taking less damage so your potion passive being dropped doesn't make a much difference anyway so for those types of damage i think it's going to be roughly the same but it's nice that they've still kept that kind of uh law side of it where they're a little bit hardy towards that kind of damage um so as a unique side i think that's very very good i'm glad they took the poison bit off it because it didn't make sense for, for both races to have the same the Immunity to the disease status effects actually does make sense because yeah. the Argonian is renowned for healing, which is the, the whole point of the quick mend passive originally now turned to life mender. The reduction in it is not that big. It's fine. Um, most healing received bonuses are 4% on a, on a set anyway. Most healing done are normally 2%. So that's quite a powerful buff that they've got there for the 4% anyway as a, as a base. Yeah, it's 1% down, but it's still really, really strong. And since they're good at healing... Being immune to the disease status effect, which is actually what will reduce your ability to uh, receive heals, is, is again, on a roleplay side of things, pretty valid. You can't negate the strength of your own heals with that type of status effect because you can't take the damage. You can still be hit with the debuff itself if it's separate from the status effect, but the actual effect itself from disease won't lower your heals. So it kind of... It's very, I'm going to say unique again, it is. It's very unique to the Argonian, and I, I like where they've gone with that. Potion passive, not so much. I think they need to reduce it a bit. But all that stuff with the disease and the healing, I'm really happy that they've kept that. Um, 
and the extra health as well. It's not massive, but it will count. Yeah. All right. You want a healer to have a little bit more health. Um, let's uh, move on to Wood Elf. <clears throat> All oh, right. He's brilliant. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we've got uh, Ifri's Endurance currently is at 21% stamina recovery. They are going to change that now to increases your stamina recovery by 258. On to Resist Affliction, which is 6% max stamina and 1,485 poisoned and disease resistance. That is going to now change to this. Increases your max stamina by 2,000 and your poison resistance by 2,310. And then now they're also adding, you are immune to the poisoned status effect. And then the final one here is stealthy. Reduces detection radius by 3 meters and increases damage done in stealth by 10%. That will be replaced by Hunter's Eye. Increases your stealth detection radius by 3 meters. After you use roll dodge, you gain 20% movement speed for 3 seconds. They are rapid. <laughs> they are really fast. <laughs> Damn, um, that's a fast elf. <laughs> that is very fast. Um, I'll get to that one after we've seen the other ones. But um, sure. the 21% recovery was very, very high. Of course it is. It's, it's really, really high. And the change to flat recovery, I mean, that's going to stack with your food and your passives. And we do have passives based on percentages as well from our CPs, our champion points. So I'm not mad about that. It's still very, very high. 258, I mean, that's like putting a Munderstone, yeah. the Serpent on and giving it to you for free. But you can still use another Munderstone instead because you've got that flat in your in your passives that they are. So that's still a very powerful um, recovery bonus. So I'm I've not mad about never. that. I've never in my life, with all the games that I've played, I, I've been I've been playing you know role role playing games for you know for for you know my whole life. Mm -hmm. I've never in my life seen a twenty one percent, just like increase it's, to anything. As soon as like yeah, you just unusual. walk out, you walk into the world like, hey, I'm a newborn. Twenty percent of any like that, and I've never seen that. It's insane. Yeah, that's that's high. Yeah, but it's still really strong. Twenty uh, two fifty eight is. Once you get your bonuses in, especially if you're using recovery food and stuff like that, especially in PvP, you're going to have very, very high recovery all the same. So that 21% um, to the flat value is is not a problem. I don't see that as a nerf or even a buff. I think that's that's a nice, okay, I'm happy with that, basically. Um, the stamina bonus, this is weird, because they had 10% magicka for the high elf and gave him 2k. Now they have 6% for the wood elf stamina, and they give you 2k. Okay. Um, but it's a high amount it's the highest flat value that we've got in any of the racial passives i believe so whereas before you were kind of in the middle of the stamina dps's maybe not quite as high as the red guard um but you've still got some stamina or not quite as high as the imperial which was the same 2k is a lot and you can you're in a good competitive place now with high stamina stacking um races without it going out of control or too low with the percentage base the Poison resistance, the opposite of the Argonian. Instead of the disease, they've got the poison. I mean, as far as Laura's concerned, they're in the middle of God knows where with loads of dodgy plants and everything that will kill them. That's fair. That makes sense that they have a poison resistance. And also immune to the status effects means they're actually quite strong if they're up against stuff like Dragonites in, that, in PvP because if they get poisoned with a poison ability, the six-second damage over time effect that can, can proc from it 
won't land. They can't be hit with that extra damage over time. So they're quite strong in that re regard, but obviously they've got no health bonuses. So if they're getting hit with poison, then fair enough, they can tank it a bit. They get hit with anything else, well, it's, it's free game. Mm. So that is also a fair option. The stealth detection radius, um, changing to stealth, changing to increasing your stealth detection radius, um, kind of works in with the hunter's eye. You can find people. You can. It's it's healthy to the the sneaky sneaky wood elf. Not quite as sneaky as the cat, I guess, in roll um, sides of things. But it's still it's still valid. I don't really spec too much into that kind of stuff with the wood elf anyway but if you want to do that then of course that makes sense the roll dodge however yuck <laughs> that's 20 percent movement speed for three seconds and it right. isn't unless they've worded it wrong that is not a buff type now movement speed as far as the last couple of patches have been concerned they had to alter it because people were stacking too much into it that's now multiplicative instead of additive which means you will obviously get diminished returns but that should stack with minor and major movement speed buffs so if you're using a bow which you probably would be as a, a stamina dps most of the people are but not everyone you don't have to um you have a passive called hasty retreat where you dodge roll and you get a massive boost to speed for three seconds that will stack so every time you dodge roll on the bow bar you are going to fly like a rocket i really want to mess with that and see how fast you can get it's it's your evasion you're not really really huge in your health pool for most setups especially since you're mostly specking into stam you've got poison resistance and nothing else you're going to be built for evasion and that does again fit within the role of the wood elf so i'm not i'm not against that i think it might be too fast we'll have to see but it's definitely an interesting one do you think the increase to speed uh plus the uh stealth detection uh do you think that's going to make the wood elf like kind of like an unfair advantage like in, a scout in mm, not necessarily okay because they've got to be able to pin them down as well otherwise they're just going to get away so i mean it might it, the speed is only if you dodge roll so you are exposed you will be seen so while you're trying to find other people they can see you coming but yeah. you are rapid you're rapid as hell so i think if you wanted to role play as kind of the the one that blows the whistle and finds people in stealth i mean the wood elf would be would be a good choice for that i mean it's not something that is game breaking enough to say oh this is the best for this this is it's not often used so if you do want to play that role you do want to play the the one that hunts people down then it's a good choice yeah you can still do it with any other race it's just that this one has a, a small bonus to it okay it's not it's not huge three meters is not that big uh bretons okay keeping it straightforward uh let's <laughs> i mean like it's it, it's it's hilarious you got to see how much text is for all of these and then breton is just like yeah this to this that to that uh, yeah that's plain and simple this one it really is <laughs> i mean my my favorite race is is usually breton and imperial uh and uh like i said breton's holding it strong just keeping it straightforward um okay so bretons <clears throat> gift of magnus currently 10 percent Max Magica changes to increases your Max Magica by 2,000. Spell resistance, 3,960 spell resistance. That will change to gain 2,310 spell resistance and 100 Magica recovery. And the final one, Magica Mastery, currently at 3%. Magica cost 
reduction. That will change to reduces the Magicka cost of your abilities by, Jesus, 7%. Wow. That's broken. Oh <laughs> that is broken. Like I said, I'm not a oh, build God. tech here. I'm looking at that. I'm like, wow. God. That's a lot. Holy That's a lot. Shit. Yeah. Um, they were known for having reduction to cost anyway. So that was obviously their their main passive people used it for and the resistance. So, I mean, the Magicka bonus is the same as a high elf. It always has been. Instead of 10%, it's now 2K. The high elf instead of 10%, 10 is 2K. So fair enough. We've we've met each other on the level as far as that's concerned. Mm -hmm. um, we've defeated the stack and bonuses from this passive. Not the rest of the game, but this passive. So, okay. Um, the spell resistance, I mean, before that was, that was really high. It was, what, 6% or something mitigation just for having the passive which is crazy and uh, now it's just over three so i mean that's okay healers need resistances a lot of people use bretons for healers although that's not what they're necessarily for they can be for many different things but traditionally a lot of people use them for healers so you still get a good resistance bonus without it being too overpowered um a recovery bonus i mean the high elf used to have a recovery bonus with max magicka as well and this didn't Whereas now it's still got a magical bonus and a recovery bonus. So it's not massive, but it's a welcome one because you've got no spell damage increase. You've got no damage increase of any kind. And then to balance that out, instead of having damage, you have a reduction to cost. 3% was okay. 4% would be fine. 5% would be very strong. 7% is a little much. Oh, so yeah. I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, if you start stacking that with um, recovery set, uh, not recovery sets, um, uh, percentage to cost sets, say like seducer and stuff like that you are going to get the cost of abilities down so far you're going to be spamming them so in some areas they have to be careful with this one i know they're not set in stone because they could still change um during the pts sure, kind of yeah. period but i think this one may be looked at a little bit it's it's yeah. very good uh passive to have and unique to the breton yes but you have to be very very careful with certain sets because this could kind of tip the scales a little bit with some builds it's such Especially a dramatic, when they spam cheap skills. It's such Sorry? A, it's such a dramatic change. Um, it's quite large, yeah. Yeah, that I I, I got to think that uh, the the powers that be over there, um, you know, uh, they're they're just looking to maybe kind of get a little nuts, find where their ceiling is on this. Maybe? Yes, that's what it that's what it looks like. I mean, when you're not when you're trying to balance stuff, you need to see how bad something is or how good it could be and then try and meet in the middle somewhere i think this is one of those instances where they've gone do you know what have this play with it have fun with it and if it's broken we'll bring it down right and if it's not we'll put it up right so there is there is that i mean this is pushing very much into a uh spammy type builds which is fine people like that but it might be too high it might not be but it looks on paper a little too high a little bit yeah i know i had a little sticker shock myself in a good way but i mean that, yeah. that's also like i mean if you like that kind of thing i was just like oh my god breton straight away i'm gonna right. spam my skills it could be brilliant <laughs> for that instance yeah of course it's one-sided but yeah, yeah um, if that's your but we'll see on this the rest of the passives i think are quite good you got the recovery as well but that's another thing as well do you want recovery or reduction to cost because you've got both now Although the recovery bonus is small, I mean, maybe that's why they didn't give us an 8% bonus because we've got 100 recovery. Maybe if they gave us an 8%, they'd take the recovery off. Yeah. So I, I, Honestly, I, mean, I, would rather, I would rather have, I'd rather have the uh, reduction in cost than the recovery. Exactly, yeah. You know, it just seems so, like, why, why, why regain on the back end when I can save on the front end, you know? Well, this is also a thing with um, with damage as well. I mean, obviously, you haven't got any damage bonuses for this particular race. But if you were using a, a Dragon Knight, for example, a Magic Dragon Knight, and you were using whips as your main spammable, which most do, um, 
people have issues with sustain with those a lot of the time. So a high elf has very high flat damage, but this has got very high reduction to cost, but it still has the same magic pool. So it may end up being kind of a go-to area for that class for PvP or whatever, because the spammables are so cheap. And that's risky because that's pushing one way or no way. And that's not technically what they're aiming at. They do want some to lean a little bit more into one way or the other. But if you go too far and it becomes too popular, like the Argonian did for most tanks and healers and stuff like that, like all nothing else, that's where it's risky. So they might have to bring it back a little bit. But again, testing it is the only way to find out. So yeah. we'll see what that one is. I think that one's a kind of, they've got a big circle around it saying, keep an eye on this one. All right. Um, next is going to be Dark Elf. Uh, dynamic. 6% max stamina and magicka will change to increases your max stamina and magicka by 1,250. Uh, resist flame, currently at 3% max magicka and 2,079 flame resistance, will change to increases your max health by 600 and your flame resistance by 2,310. And then they added, you are immune to the burn... <laughs> really <laughs> you are immune to the burning status effect good uh and then yeah i can see how that fits uh destructive ancestry is at seven percent flame damage and two percent frost shock damage will now become ruination increases <laughs> your weapon and spell damage by 258 this is exactly what balance is all about dark elf is is one of those changes that they've worked on that is, in my opinion, especially from testing so far as well, just just right, if you want to use the word balance. 6% max stamina magicka before was obviously both pools being a little bit of a bonus. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, now you've got it on stamina magicka still, but it's a flat bonus. So, okay, that's fine. They've removed the percentage. They're giving us a flat. So we've still got magic and stamina. So you could go magicka build with it. You could go stamina. You could go tank or healer, whichever you wanted to go. And either side of the scout, that's fine. Um, the previous max magical bonus, the additional 3%, I mean, that did push more towards Magicka, but you could still be stamina if you wanted to. But you would probably be better off in Magicka because you had such a higher pool. Now that's gone. Fair enough, we're still staying quite balanced. And instead, they've replaced it with health. Now, for a lot of mag DKs out there, especially in PvE, you don't have any health bonuses. So if you want to go squishy with, with uh, recovery food and stuff like that, your health's going to go really, really low. This 600 here is what I kind of noted on earlier without saying which race we were talking about. Um, if you're using all the undaunted passives, using 511 and stuff like that, this can actually amount to like nearly 900, nearly 1,000 uh, health depending on what buffs you've got at the time. Wow. So instead of being like 15, 16K health, you can push maybe not far short of 17 or even higher. So you kind of, you've got that survivability, you've got that hardy kind of trait to yourself as well as having balanced stats. So that's actually very nice. The flame resistant, Dark Elves are supposed to be renowned for that anyway because of where they live, so that on a lore perspective is actually fine. And then the burning status effect immunity is if someone hits you with flame damage, they can put a dot on you which will do really high damage and you won't actually be affected by it. Again, in lore respects, that's absolutely fine. So that makes sense. Destructive Ancestry as 7% flame damage that they've taken away is going to make some people really upset. Yeah. But honestly, it was way too high. If you are talking in terms of balance and choice, pretty much everyone, including myself, chose Dark Elf for anything that was related to flame damage. Now, although, again, on law side of things, that would make sense, it was way too high and did pretty much negate any other choice that you had out there. 
everyone would always pick Dark Elf for flame damage just because it was that much higher. If this at the time was maybe 4 or 5%, who knows, maybe not so much. But because 7 and upwards it stacked as well, it was ridiculous. So I think that was probably too high then. But the fact that they've changed that now um, to spell damage, weapon and spell damage, does two things. One, it takes that flame damage bonus off and it takes the frost and shock, the lower values, off as well. So it wasn't necessarily higher at flame versus everything else. Now it's balanced for all damage types. So you're not restricted to just flame damage now, which may end up making some other types of builds. So you might see Dark Elves using Lightning or Frost or something to that effect, or a combination of the three, or even magic damage to some extent um, from certain sets and procs and stuff like that, instead of just flame all the time. So that does add an element of choice, but the fact that it's weapon and spell damage is also very, very nice because you're not just specking into magic all the time because that's your highest stat. You can actually go heavily into stam if you want on the, another flip side of the coin and still be equally as effective. Right. So this is exactly what balance means. This particular um, racial passive, I know we're not at the end of PTS yet and could still change, but hopefully they stick with this because it's very, very good across the board. Um, all right, moving on to Imperial. Uh, yes. Tough. 12% max health is now going to be changed to increases your max health by 2,000. Conditioning. 10% max stamina becomes Imperial Metal. <laughs> increases your max stamina by 2,000. Red Diamond is now a 10% chance on melee attack to heal for 6% of max health. And Red Diamond will go to <laughs> when you deal direct damage, you have a 15% chance to heal for 1,750. And then the added reduces the cost of your block and bash abilities by 5%. Okay, not not one-sided, but I'm main in Imperial. Um, mm. the, uh, the health bonus is absolutely fine. I mean, they are supposed to have a health bonus. That It was the highest health bonus in the game, and technically it still is. So we didn't lose that personal trait, but obviously instead of 12%, we've got the 2K. So it's not going to stack as high with percentage bonuses, but it's still going to be a big buff, and that's what your kind of hardy side of the Imperial is for. Your stamina bonus, although it's 2k instead of 10%, is actually the same as the Wood Elf is now getting. So where the Wood Elf would be behind the Imperial in terms of flat stamina by 4%, now it actually gets the same bonus. So that's balanced for those two races. Either one of them could be a, a viable stamina choice. But obviously Imperial gets the health, whereas the, the Wood Elf gets the recovery. So it's a choice of do you want to survive more or do you want to be more spammy with your rotation or be able to fire off more abilities, that kind of stuff. Um... The red diamond side of things, if you don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, if you don't have high recovery, you're obviously going to heavy attack a bit more to keep your resources up, which is, again, um, a choice in play style, but that takes advantage of your passives. But for doing so, you will actually heal. Now, before it was melee attacks only, so your sword and board, if you had a one-hander and a shield, or if you had dual wield, or if you had a two-hander, those kind of getting the thick of it hits were the only ones that would heal you. Whereas now, they've opened up kind of the gates a little bit to allow other styles of play as the Imperial, where it's direct damage. The chance is higher, the heal's slightly lower, but it's direct damage. So anything that you hit with direct, so a bow, and even magic abilities that 
fire direct damage as well all have a chance to heal you whereas before they didn't so you've got your hardy side of the imperial you've got your high stamina because you're supposed to be able to do that mostly yes of course tailored into uh stamina dps or maybe even tanks but you can still play as a a strong imperial with magicka abilities or or long ranged abilities that will still benefit from a very strong passive so i think that has opened up a little bit of build diversity although still heavy on stamina it does allow for other options the reduced cost of block and bash abilities is quite strong they are supposed to be able to take a bit of punishment and a lot of people do like the imperial for their flat bonuses but now you get that kind of tanky bonus at the same time so instead of having no mitigation bonuses or anything like that, you do get a reduction to cost, so you don't run out of resources quite so quickly while taking more damage than other people. Yeah, you've got more health, but you would take more than perhaps a Nord who has higher resists and stuff like that. Yeah, as, so, um, as a tank myself, that's uh, that's an Imperial uh, Templar. Yeah, uh, that, that really I'm looking nice. forward to. Yeah. So your direct damage bonuses um, from that heal and the block and bash is, is quite a comfy one. They are supposed to be that way inclined anyway, so... I mean, I'd like to see some Magicka elements added to the Imperial to give them a little bit more choice on the other side of the coin. But in comparison to the previous passives, this isn't necessarily a nerf or a buff for people that are using it for melee attacks. But for anyone using ranged attacks, I do have a Bobo setup actually, anything like that, or even Magicka long-range direct damage dealers, you are going to benefit from that passive. So that is quite handy. So it's... It's a survivability race, more than anything. In I kind of like it. Yeah. It's not broken as such. But yeah, on, in a nutshell, I'd like to see something in there for a bit of magical pool. Maybe uh, bring the stand down a little bit and put a bit of magic in there, or just add a little bit of magic anyway, whichever. Okay. Uh, moving on to Khajiit. Uh, the Khajiit, they have Nimble, resting at 20% health recovery and 10% stamina recovery, which will become... Robustness increases your <laughs> health recovery by a hundred and your stamina and magicka recovery by seventy-five. Stealthy reduced detection radius by three meters and increased damage from stealth by ten percent. Will become lunar blessings increases your max health, magicka, and stamina by seven fifty. And Carnage is at Increase weapon critical chance by 8%. That now becomes feline ambush. Oh, it sounds so cute, though, Savage. <laughs> uh, increases your weapon and spell crit chance by 8%. And they have added reduces your detection radius in stealth by 5 meters. It's really hard to say that without stumbling over the numbers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is, yeah. Um, okay, so health recovery was useless. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's something that isn't necessarily used that much in the game. Not because it's um, no good, but because the vampire passives are so strong and it negates health recovery anyway, the majority of players don't use health recovery. The ones that do tend to be mostly in PvP. I say mostly because not everyone is. Um, and even then, you can have that heavily negated by uh, champion points and set bonuses. And also um, a few skills here and there. So... On the Khajiit itself, health recovery didn't really make sense unless they were going to stack heavily into health and go with a health recovery build, which most 
didn't really like to do with the Khajiit. Most would probably do that with something with a health bonus. So to keep the health high, keep health recovery high as well, keep them alive. So that was a bit meh. That was always a, a challenge to try and get rid of that one. Uh, stamina recovery was nice to have on the Khajiit, especially since they have a flat uh, stamina pool with no increase. They don't have any bonuses to it. So altering that, obviously they had to get rid of percentages. You've still got health recovery, which is 100. I'm, I don't really see too much of a... A bonus to that unless you are deliberately not a vampire maybe you're a werewolf or something in which case that would be quite nice as a flat so i'm not gonna be mad at that the stamina recovery and the mag recovery i actually think is probably a bit low but it is balanced you do have both stamina and magicka and this is something very very new to the khajiit uh most people who watch my channel will know i don't like cats but i'm actually using the khajiit on the pts at the moment because of the way they've changed these passives the stamina and the crit bonuses and all that kind of stuff was the only reason people traditionally picked the Khajiit. They wanted the crit. They wanted anything that contributed towards stamina type DPS. Sure. Unless, of course, they just liked cats, which is also fine. Oh, now cats. you've got stam recovery as well as mag recovery. So you've got both. Then the Lunar Blessings, which gives you health, magic, and stamina. Notice that it's magic and stamina. They never had magic before. They never had anything towards it. Yeah. So that, again, opens up build diversity, allows you to spec into magic for a Khajiit. Oh. I mean, it didn't have a stamina pool either, so the bo the bonus is welcome. That's actually over a thousand if you start putting all the uh, percentage bonuses on top wow. on most setups. But it's really, really nice to have a balance of the two. The Khajiit were traditionally a little bit squishy. Um, so the health bonus is also a welcome one. So across the board, again, recovery of all three, a flat bonus of all three. You can see that this is very good across the board for magic stamina or even a tank if you even wanted to. Yeah, and sure. I know some people do, especially um, a very well-known tank out there, Wooler. How you doing? <laughs> he uses a cat tank. Oh, Wooler? make fun of him with it all the time. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I met him with Zoss and, and we made fun of it, but he's awesome. He loves the cat, so he's going to like that health bonus. Um, the increase to critical chance for weapon only is the one that's always pigeonholed uh, Khajiit into stamina type builds. This spell crit bonus equal to that is absolutely insane and I'm fully in favor of it. Not because it's over the top strong, but because it's now balanced. You can go weapon or you can go uh, staves or whichever. Whichever side of the uh, Khajiit you want to use is entirely up to you. There's so many mage type Khajiit characters within the lore it's in my opinion about time that they did this yeah. so i'm very very happy with the changes i don't normally like cats or even using kaji characters but this balance alone is very very welcome i really really like it hmm. and reduction to uh detection in stealth you're a cat you're supposed to be hidden they're good at it that makes sense so this again alongside the dark elf is a very very balanced change i really 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 like it all right, uh, on to Nord, and I have a feeling that uh, people's ears are perking up over this one. Seems like we got yeah, a lot of Nords. Yeah, they would be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for you Nords out there, uh, listen up. Stalwart currently rests at 6% max stamina and 20% health recovery. That's going to change to increases your max stamina by 1,500. And when you take damage, you gain 5 ultimate. This effect can occur once every 10 seconds. Resist Frost, 9% max health and 2,079 cold resistance. Okay, fine, but that's going to change to increases your max health by 1,000 and your cold resistance by 2,310. Also, 
you're immune to the chilled status effect. Hot damn. Mm -hmm. And finally, rugged. 6% damage reduction becomes increases your physical and spell resistance by a whopping 3,960. Oofa. That's a lot. That's that is a lot. A, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> but um, there's I think there's a reason for it. Basically, the stamina bonus before again they're getting rid of percentages. They had a lower end of the stamina pool, just like the uh, the dark elf and the wood elf did in comparison to the red guard and the imperial. Um, they've still got that. They've still got less stamina overall because they can't run for miles and miles and miles as far as lore is concerned. They haven't got loads and loads of energy, but they can hit quite hard. So they've got to have a decent pool, but not too over the top. Um, so that's fine. The When you take damage, you gain 5 ulti once every 10 seconds. Mm. That's half an ultimate a second. You stack that with uh, minor heroism and major heroism and several sets out there and reduction to cost or ulti and stuff. That might be quite strong, especially with decisive traits and such. So we'll be interested to see where that goes. But, I mean, they're known for being quite tough and really kind of sticking in the fight for long so the ulti gain and making them stronger the more damage they take technically because you'll be able to overuse stronger abilities um it does actually make sense so it's it's quite nice but i can see it being abused with really cheap abilities especially in pvp i don't think it's going to be a massive game changer but there may be ways to kind of push that especially with cheap skills like uh trees and stuff for the warden so we'll see on that one but i do like the fact that they've introduced an ultimate passive um the frost reduction or resistance, sure, they live in Skyrim. Sure. They're used to the cold. That makes perfect sense. They had to buff it a little bit because, um, not not being funny, I mean, who else lives there and is used to the cold? We, they only need that one resistance. And the health is obviously what would buff for that before, but that's been dropped a little bit. That was a 9% and now it's a 1,000. So that's not a massive amount of health, but you have got that resistance to kind of protect your health bar a bit if you are getting cold damage. So... The balance there is okay. The chilled status effect immunity yeah. in PvP is yeah. going to be insane. There yeah. are going to be so many people complaining <laughs> because um, <laughs> they're not going to get their damage reduced by status effects of that kind. So their stamina bar, although not massive in comparison to the Imperial or the the Wood Elf, so their damage output is going to be a little less. They're not going to have it reduced like other people would. So that actually, again, balances out to be about the same. So if an Imperial got his damage reduced by minor maim and stuff like that, um, their pool effectively would do less damage, whereas the Nord isn't going to be effective, so they might actually hit a bit harder if they're up against those type of targets. So that's an unusual one, but it's going to be fun to see how that pans out. The 6% damage reduction was a flat bonus in the past. That was the 6% damage mitigation that would, again, be calculated versus other damage reduction bonuses. So if you had too much stacking into um, mitigation effects, that would end up being very, very low anyway. The 3960 is actually a 6% mitigation bonus, which is what it's changed to. So it's technically still the same. However, resistances are capped to 50%. So before where you'd have your 50% mitigation, then you'd have your 6% your multiplicative bonus on top of it, whatever that ended up as, now you don't get it. So... In one sense, this is actually a damage or a, uh, a mitigation reduction once you hit cap. 
But on the other hand, this does add to build diversity because if you're going to have a 6% bonus in your physical resistances uh, and your spell resistance as well, this then opens up other sets to use where instead of um, stacking into loads of resists on your sets and making sure you can hit that cap so that you can take as less damage as possible, you're going to get to that cap a lot, lot easier now without the need of those sets. So the Nord might actually end up being quite uh, utilized for some unusual sets that wouldn't normally be used by a tank because they've already got that buffer to the resistances. However, in terms of balance, I mean, this does make sense. Law-wise, it does make sense, but this is quite heavily tailored towards tanks. I was I, actually going to ask you that question. Do you do you see a, um, a bit of an exodus from uh, Imperial tanking to now Nord tanking with this massive... I mean, that's a massive bonus. Physical and spell resistance by 3,960. Imperial look like they're going to be able to do... Um, kind of survive by interacting. So you have to hit stuff to heal. Yeah. And that is where your, your survival comes in. Whereas the Nord is is chunky and going to be able to just take it right so they're different types of tanks in in this respect although it might not make a massive difference because they're quite small passives but this does um alter choices a little bit especially when it comes to actually putting on sets i mean for dps wise i mean nord has always been viable anyway because it does have a stamina bonus and it still does right but i think for, as far as damage is concerned i think this would be tailored more towards pvp and counter and chilled status effects rather than actually in pve and being uh one of the top choices if you know what i mean yeah so this is definitely very tailored towards tanks although you could you could be a healer with this have a lesser magic pool and just take a lot of damage so it's not impossible but this is definitely aiming towards tanks uh you do you see this do you think I want to change my my uh, Imperial tank to a Nord. Nope. Okay. I've got a Nord tank anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a wash. <laughs> All right. Uh, last two, uh, beginning with Orc. Brawny, 6% max health and stamina becomes, increases your max health and stamina by 500. Unflinching, which is... Healing received by 5% and 20% health recovery. That's going to change to increases your healing received by 4%. When you deal damage with a weapon ability, you restore 380 health and stamina. Then it adds this. This effect can occur once every 4 seconds. And then Swift Warrior, which is at 4% melee attack. 12% sprint cost reduction and 10% sprint speed will become increases your weapon damage by 258, reduces the cost of your sprint ability by 12% and increases your movement speed while sprinting by 10%. Okay. Um, this is one of those things that is a good change but also slightly restricting. Orcs are, I mean, in my opinion, renowned for being quite stubborn. They will stay in a fight even if they're getting hurt and they'll be able to take quite a bit of damage and recover from it. So the the heat and received is not a bad thing. I, I do like the fact that they've still kept that. I do have an orc tank actually. And the heat and received bonus of the 4% is actually the same as what you would get on most sets. Any sets that have heat and received on them will be 4%. So this is in line with those. So that's fair enough. <coughs> Excuse me. But the... um. 
the stamina and health back from hitting stuff once every four seconds. That's the whole stubborn orc kind of thing that they're just going to keep hitting and hitting and they get stuff back for it. it. It fuels them. Okay, so it makes them a bit more berserker type, a bit more aggressive. Again, so that's that's okay. Mm. The max health and max stamina bonus aren't huge. They have been quite dramatically dropped, in fact. They were 6% before, which was pretty nice. Um, but now they're only 500 each. That is still a bonus. That does mean a squishy DPS will be stronger in terms of health than most um, that don't have any health bonuses. The stamina pool, of course, does contribute to your damage as well. So again, that's absolutely fine. A little bit lower than I would have liked, but it's a bonus nonetheless. So once you get your undaunted passives and things like that, that will actually stack up to a nice, uh, not quite a thousand, but depending on what sets you've got on, but it will be enough to push some resources. The sprint bonus is, is pretty much the same. The reduction to cost for sprinting and stuff like that is, is the same, but the weapon damage is a bit of a buff because before it was a 4% bonus to melee attacks. So only light or heavies from your dual wield, your one hand and shield or your um, two handers. So if you switch to your bow bar, you would get no bonuses because it's not melee ability. This, however, is a weapon damage bonus, which is flat. So any melee or any physical base damage, any bow type damage, anything like that at all, any whether they're skills or um, your free attacks, your light and heavies, will all be pushed. So that is a buff, which is also quite nice. It sticks within the rules of what the orc was supposed to be traditionally for and all the rest of it. The only thing I don't like, the only thing that gets my attention above all in terms of if we want to say balance as to why this isn't a possible it's possible but why it's not a favored choice for other roles is because in the game you do see orc mages you do see shaman type things you expect kind of orcs to be either really brawny and really really strong or a bit old and miserable with a hood up with a big staff this doesn't have any magic bonuses whatsoever. Mm. None to recovery, no kind of uh, shaman-type roleplay bonuses in the slightest. And with that, I I would like to see something to allow you to kind of, or to encourage you to do that. Um, so as far as the changes are concerned for the orc, if we're talking stamina, DPS, or even for a tank, because you get resources back as well for hitting, um, they're good. They are very good. Um, they haven't been overpowered. They haven't been completely nerfed or anything like that. But I would like to see some magical elements to this so that we could perhaps push towards uh, shaman type or healer or magic wielder of some description without being penalized for not having any of those passives. So I would like to see that. But above all, I mean, if we're going from from then to now, it's it's a welcome change for stamina, DPS and tanks. It's not too bad at all. And our uh, our last race for the evening goes to the Red Guards. God, this one's last. Uh, this, <laughs> this is it. Uh, exhilaration. 9% stamina recovery becomes martial training. Reduces the cost of your weapon abilities by 8%. Conditioning. 10% max stamina becomes... Increases your max stamina by 2,000. And the final is Adrenaline Rush, which currently sits at... When you deal damage with a melee attack, you restore 792 stamina. This can this can occur once every five seconds. So that's going to change to this. When you deal direct damage, you restore 950 stamina. This effect can occur once every five seconds. This is um, one of those, you know, we had one earlier with the Breton. Mm-hmm. Where we were kind of thinking, is this the one that's got a big circle around it, a big red circle? Sure. Um, are they going too far? This is the one. 
because Redguard is already um, favored by most for DPS choices because of its recovery. The ability to spam abilities and not run out of juice in comparison to other classes, or races, sorry. So we're going to get to that part in a minute. The stamina bonus, same as the Imperial, 10% down to 2k. That's fine. They're still on par with each other, not a problem. And the Wood Elf has the same amount as well. So we've got multiple choices for a higher resource pool. Not an issue. The martial training side of things, the 8% reduction to weapon abilities is okay on its own. That's basically a built-in Vicious Orphidium without the return from dead bodies. Um, however, it has got a bit of a twist to it. It's weapon abilities. So it's not just dual wield, sword and board, and two-handers or bows, as most people would normally think for a red guard, being physical only. It's actually weapon abilities as a whole. So that includes resto staff and destro oh, wow. staff. Oh, wow. So that's not a bad option. Yeah. You have got room there. You don't have any magicka pool increase so that does still pigeonhole you a little bit but you do have that reduction to cost for all weapon abilities so you may be able to utilize that be a little bit more spammy with your lights and heavies uh sorry your light attacks and skills and negate the loss of magical pool with this race and still benefit from those fast-paced actions however the stam back from doing direct damage I mean, this does also apply now to direct damage instead of melee. So not just light and heavies from your dual wield, sword and board, or two-handers, but also from uh, magic abilities if they're direct damage or range or something like that. That does still apply to this. But why would you want stamina back if you're using magic abilities? So that already throws that one out the window. Mm. It does help for tanks because you can actually hit with direct damage and get loads back. Sure. But previously, it was 792. Right, which is already now, a significant amount. Yeah, it's a massive amount. That was what they were famous for. Now they've got an 8% reduction to weapon abilities and 950 stamina back once every five seconds. <laughs> One or the other would make sense. Both of them is overkill. And now I'm going to go into why. Sure. The stam sort, for example, has a bonus or a buff called uh, bound armaments. That increases your stamina pool and it also um, allows you to do more damage with your light attacks. Now to a lot of people, light attacks are... Um, very very desirable as a play style I mean you do need them between your attacks because it does improve your overall DPS they're very strong but some people prefer to just do light attacks and spam abilities rather than sustain with a few heavies here and there which is the base mechanics anyway this allows you to do that for the stamp stalk you can take advantage of that particular passive buff that you have on your bar so in that respect you can play a stamp stalk effectively with fast paced actions and get your juice back but the other classes aren't, or the other races aren't built to this effect. So this negates any other choice if you wanted to play that way. So this does push the red guard in that respect. Hmm. Also, on a dragon knight, if you apply a poison status effect and you have a lot of poison ability, so it's very, very likely that you do so, once every five seconds, you will get 500 stamina back. So that now pushes this to 1,450 back every five seconds and an 8% reduction to cost. And the Dragon Knight has a 25% reduction to all poison abilities, which are in your arsenal left, right, and center anyway. Huh. So now, all of your poison abilities are 25% cheaper. All of your weapon abilities are 8% uh, cheaper. You have 1,450 stamina back every 5 seconds if you successfully apply a poison status effect and do direct damage. You can see where I'm going with this. Your rotations are spammy as hell and cheap as hell, and you have a high stamp pool all at once. You've got all the favorite traits of a stam DPS in one race. It's too high. 
Wow. Also, one more thing that's broken. Your weapon abilities are reduced by 8%. Your poison on a DK is reduced by 25%. And unfortunately, these two passives stack. So a poison injection, where it's it can be quite expensive on some races. With a red guard dragon knight, a poison injection will only cost you 924 stamina. And that's before you put on any damage, uh, sorry, any um, cost reduction gear. If you use Vicious Orphidian as well, that would also stack on top of it. And we're talking somewhere around 700, 800 a cost for each cast. It's very, very, very strong. And I think it's a little bit too far. Okay. Wow. So it's it's good. It's fun. People are going to go mental over it because they're going to be shouting about how good the Red Guard is. But that, in my eyes, is what quite possibly negates the point of the class changes. I think, yes, something should lean more into one way than another. Sure. But there has been a specialist at something and other things can do it as well, but not quite as good. And there's over the top. Now, I have done lots of testing with the loads of different stamina races or stamina pushing races. And the Red Guard didn't actually do that much damage in comparison to the others because of the flat stamp pool. So that is actually quite a balanced stat. But I did find that I borderline couldn't run out of resources. Wow. So, I mean, obviously that's down to play style classes that don't get stand back or races that don't get stand back have heavy attack more often fair enough that's a choice that's how you play this spams more that's a choice that's how you play but in reality there's a large proportion of the community that want to be able to spam loads and loads of stuff really really quickly and instead of specking into recovery in your glyphs and your your stats your cps or your food it's done for you so why would you choose anything else? Do you think this is um, maybe something they're seeing on the back end, some sort of metric that they're running on the player base and how we how we play red guards and what we're doing? And they're saying, you know, the players that actually have red guards out there and what they do, you know, they need this. Um, and this is this is the number they're they're pushing out as a potential like, you know, this might answer it. Um, or do you think this is just like, you know, you know what? Let's just overkill this and see where it falls. That's where I think they're going with it. I think they've like smashed it to bits and gone go nuts. And then like a week or two weeks later, they see the results and then try and bring it back a little bit. Right. Okay. But on the balance side of things, I mean, the stamp pool is not higher than it should be. That's fine. And the weapon abilities reduction, if it was on its own without that huge, huge recovery bonus or even bring that down a bit, that weapon ability reduction is actually okay because it does um, allow you to explore other options because it's all weapon abilities so even tanks will get cheaper taunts and cheaper shield charges and magical dps's or, or healers with the resto if they just decided they wanted to role play a red guard for that purpose they would still benefit from those reductions of cost and they would get stamina back which again i mean it's not necessarily ideal for stamina dps because it's too much but they would still keep their pool up so they can block and dodge roll and all that kind of stuff so it's got elements of balance in the right way but then it's got elements that are completely off the scale. Yeah. If you start mixing stuff up, if you can think about it. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be looked at again. But if it's not, um, you can you're not going to run out of juice. Now, <laughs> I, I see something like this, and I think to myself, this is this has got to be something in regards to um, how they're how they're trying to like get information on on the um um. Oh jeez, <laughs> forgot the name of the damn thing. Um, champion point system. 
yeah, they've halted that, so there's no more champion points in the next DLC. Right. Which I is see. good because we've drastically out outperformed, um, outperformed, outleveled the content. We are way ahead of it. Right. So there are trials that are being done faster than any dungeons can be done right now. I'm, it's it's crazy. I'm wondering if they're looking at this and saying, you know, obviously this is the kind of thing um, that that appears heavily in in the in the champion point system. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe they're doing this just to see, you know, where where that can be, um, where that is, you know, with with or without the champion point system in place. Okay, so kind of see how far you can push it with them and how overpowered they are, and then yeah. pull it back a bit. Right, because I'm sure they've got metrics on their side where the champ, oh, yeah. like it's difficult for them to sort of see this in isolation outside of all the other champion points. And so maybe they're like pushing this into a class, you know, saying let's let's buff this to the point where we know it's it's too much, but at least we've got this this thing in isolation with this class, and we can see sort of you know where this is going. So if we do yeah. something, some sort of change to the champion point system, we kind of know what we're dealing with if we go one way or the other. Well, the good thing is you can't actually increase this passive for recovery um, with your CPs. So you're not going to scale too much with uh, percentages on that respect, but you are going to get it from direct damage. So if you do heavy attack and you spec heavily into tenacity and you land this at the same time, that's going to be quite a big boost. So it would be interesting to see if that is where they're going with to try and mess with, like, push as far as you can, stack as many CPs here and there as you can, and then we'll see the final results. Because I think what they're trying to do here is kind of break something before they can fix it. Right. Okay. Because... It, they're going to get people. Um, I, want, I don't want to use the word abusing because that's not the case. I don't. I know people are going to be using the red guard a lot for stamina, DPS, and testing at the moment. It, it would go without saying you've got to test everything. Sure. But this one is going to be screamed about as the favorite <laughs> due to that ability to spam. That thing um, right there. So I think they'll be gauging what they see. And so they can finally be comfortable with it. Because that original bonus to this, the 792, was incredibly high already. Yeah. Um, and they. I don't think they could see whether they needed to up it, or whether they needed to lower it, or whether they needed to boost some of the other races to kind of match them. Um, I think it's such a grey area that they probably had to smash it to bits first in order to, to to change. So, we'll see. I mean, it's got to be tested still, of course. I can't say anything just looking at it on paper. But from what I've seen so far, damage output wasn't necessarily higher than anything else in total. But the ability to never run out of sustain was was very apparent. All right. Uh, well, just as a closing note here, we want to uh, let everyone know that um, if you have the public test server, okay, uh, update 21 is available on, on the public test server as well. Um, I would also like to state that uh, Zynode on his Twitch channel is playing it. So if you want to uh, take a look while, while he's playing, I highly recommend going to his Twitch channel as well. Um, I, it's not something that I do. I don't, I don't play the PTS really. Um, I, I will for certain things, but for something like this, I'm not going to, because I want to be, you know, pleasantly surprised. Um, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so you're not going to see it on, on our channel. Uh, but for Zyno, if you're really interested, uh, twitch.tv slash X Y N O D E. He's been playing that there. Also, uh, Zoss wants to let you know as well uh, that um, all players will have a refund of all their characters' racial passives uh, if they've spent any. And they say, so remember to reallocate any points into these on your character's 
uh, once the changes go live. And also they'll be granting one free race change per account as well. So keep that in the back of your mind as well. Okay. Zynode, thank you very, very much for hanging out with me today. Um, you've spent uh, a generous amount of time with me this evening, and I greatly appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. One final thing. Don't buy race change tokens just yet. It's no. not out yet. <laughs> no, don't do that. Wait for it. But no, thank you very much, man, for having me. Much appreciated. Of course. Absolutely. Um, again, what just, you know, let's uh, let's just leave off. I mean, with this, uh, where where can everyone find you on, on social media? And uh, um, there is uh, Twitter, which is forward slash Zyno Game. I have to double check that. I've got two different ones. I've got one for Zyno, one for Zyno Gaming. Where is it? We've got it here. Well, there's also Facebook. That is definitely forward slash Zynode Gaming. Twitch is forward slash Zynode. YouTube is forward slash Zynode Gaming again. And Twitch you've already announced as just Zynode. And then you've also got um, Patreon as well, which you mentioned earlier. You can find me on any of those, basically. Twitter is probably the easiest one mm. because that pops up on my phone all the time. But I generally answer as many questions as I possibly can, especially on YouTube and Twitter and stuff like that as well. Okay. Well, I'll have to uh, I'll have to bug you on Twitter. I'm on there uh, often enough. That's for sure. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, give him a follow, guys. He's uh, he's uh, an official member of the uh, the ESO stream team. Uh, so we we have that in common, and uh, it's really great being able to uh, to to work to work with him as a result. And uh, just his YouTube channel is fantastic. So definitely check that out. And remember, hit that uh, hit that bell for notifications because uh, you don't you don't really want to miss out on his content. It's it's genuinely really really good. Very informative, as you can tell from uh, our discussion today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for listening, following, and subscribing. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the force be with you.